two. And we are back with another episode of Relegated FC. Let's get in straight to it. Um, this this uh this weekend seemed to be seemed to be City um putting putting their nail in the coffin for for the league for the trophy this year. Um, we we definitely have we got about fourteen matches left to play, but with a game in hand, they're they're seven points above United and and Leicester who are sitting in second so to me man they're they turned it on hit a new gear so i'll throw it around to you guys to see if you think do you think anything any other options look likely um so isaac what what are your thoughts on on the city dominance of late it's it's impressive to see and deserved they are playing beautiful football that's watchable enjoyable dominant i'd like to see pep get that Champions League final or, you know, of course, trophy Yeah. with City. I mean, we all know that's why he was brought to City. Right. Was to win that European tournament because certainly Pellegrini had brought them trophies uh, once they really had that oil money infusion. So Pep was brought in to be that European competitor. So the league dominance is amazing. But, you know, I mean, they will now face the pressure of the European play. So yep. I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch, right? Yeah. They have a good lead on the league, certainly, but can they maintain that level of confidence while making a very concerted run to finally get that Champions League trophy? That remains to be seen if they can if they can do those two things at once. Yeah. And and like you said, they're attacking exciting style of football. It's about the opposite of, of what Spurs are, are looking like right now. We So, so City dominated oh, us 3-0, held 61% of the possession, 698 passes with 90% accuracy, which is just incredible um, the way they the way they play. And uh, us, we're Tottenham's in shambles right now. So I think shambles is a, a classic British word and extremely apropos for Tottenham. I uh, think that we have had some unfortunate injuries, but that that's what sh- that's exactly why, what shows you about City. They've had their fair share of injuries too. And I mean, you can go to spend and, and we might as well just transition to this, this, this depth of despair that Tottenham are in. And I would love to hear what people will have to say about Charlie's. We would be DMing earlier and Stake brought up a really good uh, message that Charlie had put out there about the future and kind of what we're trying to do here. And it does go back to just the investment. I mean, it's like we're investing in all the wrong areas at the wrong times. It's like you had in Potch a manager who created belief. That's a hard freaking thing to do, man. I don't care what industry you're in to have a manager that you believe in and they believe in you and thus creates that unified belief in the mission. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. And with Tottenham right now, you have a serial winner and, 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 but it's all in the past, you know, there's nothing for the future for, for Jose. He's done it all. He's won it all. So there's really nothing else left for him to do. And, and, and that, that was the investment that we didn't need at this time. And then I'll go to the other main area of investment that is just really, I will say, poor luck for Levy and co. And ENIC is the investment in the stadium because it's poor luck. And, and every club is suffering through this right now. 
But the key years, like what Charlie was referring to, and then every Tottenham fan refers to, that we should have invested that year following uh, the when we got uh, third, when we should have gotten second and Leicester won, or yeah. even the year following that, when we got second in the league. After that year, we got second in the league, that 16, 17, 18 years. Levy did not invest in the squad and did not refresh players that remain at the club that shouldn't be there. And it'll haunt us forever. And instead, he threw all the money into the stadium. And that was what he was concerned about. That's why he wasn't refreshing the players. People ask, why would you, why was he not refreshing squads like every other good club does, like a Man City? Well, he was concerned about the stadium and looking to the stadium and talking to the NFL and meeting with Roger Goodell and striking those deals. And yes, the stadium is an amazing thing to behold but it doesn't make you money when no one's in it. And that's the bad luck I'm referring to with the pandemic, the lack of revenue that is just killing us right now with that freaking stadium, this jewel of a stadium, just completely unused. Yep. So steak, you talked with, with Charlie about how it kind of compares to your Cubs, Cubs fandom. So go ahead and, and kind of expand on that. Yeah. Basically Charlie Jung, a friend of the show, fellow Tottenham fan. Uh, he's basically saying that, if, if you're not going to win trophies, there's no point in having Jose there. Uh, I would rather just hit the reset and enjoy the process of watching young players develop while playing positive football. Those are always the most fun versions of the Spurs. So I kind of compared to like a middling baseball team with these overpriced players. And if you're not winning anything, what's the point of it? Kind of blow it up, you know, get younger players to develop, get prospects and just kind of like see, see where the team goes from there, just like the Cubs did when they won it in 2016. You know, those were all like homegrown guys and for the most part, you know, but what do, what do you guys think about that as Tottenham supporters and Isaac, especially like, would you be for selling Son? I know you have a, a deep connection with him. Like, how would that affect you? We lost him. Boy, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're asking me about selling Son. The reason why I chose Tottenham. I mean, I think that. Anything has to be considered at this point. This is not you know, the NFL with caps and, 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 and more of a strict financial market. This is a wide open market, and we're clearly struggling right now. A player like Son is probably your most marketable player on the entire team. I mean, more so even sellable, more so even than a Kane, because Kane fetches a bigger price than Son. So it might even be harder to move. So I have talked uh, with not like insiders, but other people have DM'd me and, and been like, no, you know, the song thing is done. There's waiting to announce it. But man, if it's not done, it's not done. I mean, they haven't announced it. And if he's, if he's sitting here wondering and stepping back and he doesn't put pen to paper, he's got to be thinking about this. I mean, he's got to be thinking about it right now with how the club are playing and how he's at the peak, his peak powers. So I'll say that it would give me another club to support. And I, by God, just don't stay in the English Premier League. If you leave, please go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a, a question worth worth asking. And and especially looking at our our attack, none of none of our um guys up in the in the 
attacking positions are, are young, really, other than um, Berg. In Berg, probably the youngest. I mean, guys, uh, yeah, Berg's, Berg's on there. But, I mean, Lamella, um, Bale. I mean, you could argue Bale was a good signing just for the history and whatnot. But Lamella and Lucas, man, they're – They've had their day, but it's I think it's their best footballs behind them. Um, so it's it's time to time to make a move, in my opinion, um, for sure. So especially with with Mourinho, I mean, he's obviously he's obviously a hell of a manager, but fit the fit's just not working out. Um, so we're uh, we'll see where it, where it goes, and and hopefully we can finish. But that this is football too. If if uh, we have a hell of a year and end up back in champions league play then everyone's going to change their tune but um that's we got a lot of that happening at yeah. all. i would be shocked if we were able to recover and get anywhere near top six at this point i think that the team is broken it's been broken so they had a good summer by sure bringing in a couple good players um but it it, it there's just so much i mean like just watching that match against City, or even going back to Everton as well, the FA Cup match. There's just so many players that are getting key moments. I mean, look at the the, the back four. The back yeah. four is yeah. a, is a nightmare. The only thing that we have right now are Kane and Son. Right. And I mean, beyond that, I mean, yes, Tang Tongi looks very promising, but I mean, he can't do his job when Hoybier is being run into the ground. Yeah, and then when Sissoko comes in and can't make a pass, and yeah. Ben Davis is getting roasted by Raheem Sterling time and time and time again, and when Ra is not fit, so Dark Darkity is getting time, but we're, we're throwing in Tanganga. Tanganga is promising, but I mean this is just this defense, and then not having another key midfielder to rotate with Tongi and to rotate with Toybia and with Lo out. I mean. It's yeah. very, very problematic. We've now become a mid-table squad in a matter of just a couple months when we were looking at top four, at least competing for top four. We firmly have shifted gears to mid-table uh, at best. Questions yeah. all the way up and down other than Kane and Son. Truly, yeah. truly, they are the only two undroppable players on our entire squad, whereas we should have at least five, six, seven. Yeah. I, throw, I throw Reg Yon into there as well. And, of course, now I'm being very pessimistic about him and wondering what kind of a deal we actually did with Madrid for him. If they can just buy him back, you know, he surely has got to be looking at the squad right now and being like, you know, am I going to stick around here? Now, this is shifting to extreme levels of pessimism, but yeah. <laughs> so it's hard not to be that way right now. These past yeah. couple months, I mean, 12 games, these past 12 games has defined our season at key juncture, you know, this holiday fixture area. And we've com we've completely and unequivocally crumbled. And I will also squarely, squarely point fingers at Loris. He has become horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Our keepers become horrible in a similar vein to Allison's recent capitulations. I mean, Allison has become horrible. These keepers across the league are struggling right now. But man, our keeper and Loris, we thought we had something there. I thought I I thought we did. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Not it's true. Going downhill, downhill pretty quickly. Um, so, Eric, do you have any less depressing um, soccer to talk about? Sadly, not. We need to <laughs> uh, 
Arsenal um, 42, so that was disappointing. And then what was it? West Brom, who's at the – they'd be relegated FC favorites if they were off at number 19, and they were up 1-0 on Man United. They came back and tied it. So that was my viewing experience for today. Yeah, so, so Man U um, gives away – two massive points um, that, that takes them from possible 48 points to now just to 46 points, putting them seven points behind city instead of um, just five, which is, I mean, at this point you can't, you can't um, afford to give away any points to anyone, much less a bottom three side like West Brom who's, who struggled um, all damn year. So also in the struggle boat is um, is Liverpool um, falling to Leicester. Who Leicester's having a they're having a damn good year too. Um, but it, it, to me, Liverpool's their dominance is is uh, slowly slowly um, going away. And I I feel like the biggest thing this year is they don't they don't strike fear for El, for all the other clubs like like they did last year. Um, which a lot of that has to do with with City the way they dominated the other week. So, um, yeah, I, I, Liverpool, like, let's let, let's not forget that they lost Virgil van Dyke. You know what I mean? Like, let's not forget that for sure. Yeah. And I know that Al's and then some of these individual errors that Al's have been making are horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Um, but losing a player like Virgil van Dyke, you know, that's, that's, that's a heavy, heavy blow. I mean, that's losing, you know, a key, like your starting free safety. I mean, you know, your guy that's in the back room, in the back of your NFL playing field and backfield and just making sure that that big play can't be made. So I think that, you know, people will try to create some narrative about Klopp and, you know, how he went in Dortmund where they like won the league and then they just kind of like fell apart the next season. I mean, sure, whatever, you know, the media has to come up with something. But I mean, they're just tired too. Yeah. It's like, like, and then, and then, like the the, the no fans, like it, it doesn't strike you on TV as much until they're like panning down on the players from that other angle, and you just look at this just gulf, yeah. and it's just seats. I mean, yeah. they might as well just be training. I mean, right. it's it's horrible, uh, and I'm not saying that. You know, the clop, uh, or the, the cop, not the clop, the cop, and, uh, you know, uh, their stadium and field could have driven them to a repeat. But uh, it's, it can't, it's, it's just horrible. It's very depressing. The lack of fans it can't be helping. Yeah. So let's um, move into something that is likely to be a little more depressing tomorrow. A little preview for, for stake. Old Newcastle matches up with, with Chelsea, um, who are sitting fifth right now on the table and um are, are fighting to, to get in champions league play um so so state give us your thoughts on, on what you expect for the the chelsea newcastle match tomorrow i expect chelsea to have the blues after tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um no they're playing really good ball since tuchel took over they still haven't let an opponent score a goal um, I think they, man, the way Man U and Liverpool are kind of falling apart here, I think they could get into that top three, maybe even second, and get past Leicester. I mean, they're seven points back, but game in hand on both Leicester and Man U and yeah. Liverpool. They're a point behind Liverpool right now, so they're they're in a good spot. Um, 
Newcastle's been, man, they, they win 11 games without a win through uh, December and January, but they won two of their last three. Uh, St. Max is healthy. Uh, Joe Willock is playing good. Mickey Almiron's playing good. Like they, they're showing signs of excitement. So I'm thinking tomorrow, St. Max gets a goal. Almiron gets a goal. Newcastle, 2 0, lock it up. You guys need it. I'm looking at the table, man. 17th. You're just, you're, you're, you're as close. Fulham's beating Everton right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Newcastle isn't safe. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they're still seven, seven ahead of of Fulham um, with the game in hand after, after today. So, I I mean, I, I feel like they're safe, but um, that pressure, man, can really, really get to a side if, if it comes down to it with, Ten to go, and they see Fulham catching. Man, it could be, it could be trouble. But um, good thing they have the the brilliant, uh, steadying hand of Steve Bruce to calm those nerves. <laughs> so tomorrow's big for Chelsea because if they win, they would go into the top four. But if they lose and West Ham wins, they get jumped on that end. I know. Yeah, early. and and West Ham, West Ham, man, that's a they're they're just flying under the radar right now um and they like it's that's the thing too isaac like we got west ham over us in the top of the in the in the table like they're they haven't they haven't made any huge big purchases they've um they're a club who's kind of built from from the ground up kind of around declan rice um and but when like you're like seeing them six and we're down here at nine you're like come on so yeah, Spurs. Spurs has uh, historically loved to to shit on West Ham, and you know, could, to be superior to that other London club. And tell you what, West Ham looks a lot more promising in a squad right now than we do. Uh, Jesse Lingard scored in their last yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, what in the world? That guy, I thought, was completely washed. Ola. Yeah, and here he is, and he. I think he scored two. In their last game, two goals maybe from Jesse, old Jesse. I mean, he's still hanging around. But as far as Newcastle and Chelsea go, I think that could be a great game. I think Chelsea still are not hitting the heights that people thought they would given the, the spend. Yeah. And Tuchel still has got a lot to learn about his team. Where Meanwhile, you got Newcastle. They figured things out. You know, they made a sale. They they sold Yedlin. Um which, you know, kind of sucks for us Americans, but they're making moves. They're doing what they need to do to keep the squad fresh. It's just like any other entity, you know, company, whatever. You just can't get stale. And and guys like Newcastle, I, I feel decent about them. I, they would be ridiculous. It was shocking if they got relegated. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I think Newcastle looks good. I think tomorrow could be. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm with you. Nice. So uh, let's let's finish things up with a, a little prediction for. I mean, I think I feel like the bottom threes set Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield will will be the ones going down. But you never know. Um, and then again, as well, Burnley and Burnley and Brighton are not. They're only one point ahead of you guys, so those two aren't out of the woods just yet as well. Um, but the top four is going to be. I think it's going to be a great race um, in terms of because there's honestly nine teams. Um, in the hunt, 10, even Arsenal as well, in the hunt to make Europe in that fifth slot. Um, so I think I think City's a lock for one. Um, I want to say that um, Liverpool, 
gets back hot again and and ends up in the number two slot. I think Lester's going to stay at three, and then Man U will will bump down to four, um, and it'll be between them and, and Chelsea for the that fifth spot. So, Eric, um, you got any any takes on the what you think the top of the table will look like? Top, um, I just think Chelsea would probably get up up top to yeah. number four and pop off. I think Isaac's right about them not having fans um, hurting them. On uh, the bottom, I don't see Newcastle dropping any or dropping the eighteen or whatever. So yeah. Out for them. Yeah, stake. Uh, what about you, brother? Yeah, Man City's got it locked up. Yeah, for sure. They're just so dominant. I mean, second most goals scored, fewest goals allowed. Like, I don't see anybody touching them. Yeah. Uh, Man U, Liverpool fading. So I got I got Leicester two, Chelsea third. Either Man U or Liverpool probably get that fourth spot. And I got Tottenham fifth because I was recently adopted by Sunman Times on Twitter. I don't know how legal it is. Isaac, you probably know better than me. You're my brother. Um, but uh, I want Tottenham to make her happy. So Tottenham five. Thank you, my brother. Um, I uh, <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> the uh, at fifth is uh, that's in, that's ambitious. I'm, I, I'm just going to predict the top four and leave that part alone. Uh, maybe we can get a diff the Europa spots on the next show. But top four right now, I mean, I think it's pretty well set. I think it would be not completely out of the realm of possibility to even see Liverpool drop out of it. I think, though, that City, United, and Leicester are pretty well in the top three. I have a hard time seeing City, United, and Leicester. I'm sorry, yeah, get out of it. They're in the top three right now, but get out of the top four completely. So I think you're looking at Chelsea and West Ham really battling, and Liverpool, those three, Liverpool, Chelsea, and West Ham. It's just what it is right now, the standings. Yeah. You know, because below that, Everton, Villa, Tottenham, Arsenal, Leeds, Wolves, it's not happening. They're so far back right now already. Um, it, it would just be a miracle. It's crazy. I'm looking at Wolves that far down. I, I, it's crazy. I, I don't know what happened there. Certainly, you could look at both Tottenham and Wolves and ask many questions. Um, and then remember, you know, <laughs> pod favorite Everton. Now there, you're like, what in the hell? They're losing 2-0 right now to Fulham. I love Fulham, by the way. Scotty yeah. Parker, former Tottenham guy. Um, Villa, so, Villa's yeah. got two in hand. They uh, they could make a, make things interesting. They're still in it. They're still in it. They're still in it. They're a scrappy so bunch, United, man. I, I like watching Villa. I like watching them. I like City. I love Villa. Jack Grealish's calves yeah. are like – Pam Anderson's boobs. I mean, they're just like <laughs> forces of nature that you just don't quite understand and you just appreciate and you just, you just love it. I mean, you just love to see those calf muscles. They're incredible. Um, so if I had to pick four top four between Liverpool, Chelsea and West Ham, man, I want to like be, we can, we can also go back to what we picked earlier in the season, but Honestly, I would love to see over those clubs, certainly West Ham. I just like – I know the Tottenham fans are supposed to hate them, but I don't – Liverpool and Chelsea, no. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't – I would love to see the Hammers find a way to get up there. Yeah, and, sure, why not? And they're, they're a historic – they're a historical <laughs> team as well and haven't been to Europe and who knows, probably – I don't even know if they made it when they had Tevez, which was probably 2008, something like that, but – 
always good to see a different club get a taste of Europe and and get into Europa or Chelsea Champions League. So that'll that'll be one to watch for sure. So that's going to do it for us on this week. Um, We appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We'll talk to you next week.